You caught us. We got another mushy one for you guys. That's why you come here. We're a married couple. We talk mushy. We see we see our listening stats. Yeah. We know you like the mushy. Absolutely. Loved today's show that we're going to be talking about. Well, loved. Very strong word. Let's not go there just yet. What I didn't love was having to download Funimation, the app, to watch it. Now, uh, yeah, okay, we're slowly going back to the cable days where suddenly you need all these different quote-unquote channels to watch what you want. Funimation, good on you. It was good to buy the rights for this. That's all great. But the problem is Funimation for the TV makes Crunchyroll look like, well, exactly how it looks. Like <laughs> they are both bad. <laughs> I did not enjoy my streaming service on my television with Funimation because suddenly the subtitles just stop. They just kind of stop matching up and it's brutal because the English on this show and we have, we've already gone through that. And if you watch English, that's great. This show's undoable. We watched one minute of English on Horimiya and I can't, I, it's awful. (laughs) <laughs> it is abs- it's actually awful and I, I, I don't want to be mean to them but it's bad that aside show's good we're gonna get mushy dushy talk a little bit of relationship stuff probably that's what the show's about and we're just gonna do we're gonna just talk about it Welcome back to I Married a Weep podcast. It's your girl, Danielle. I don't do many of the intros very often, so this is refreshing, isn't it? For your ears? It is. (laughs) It's so much nicer for my ears. We're going to channel some of our married ooey gooey mushiness into this very recent, very popular manga and anime, Horimiya. Just wrapped up April 4th, pretty sure. Yeah, something like that. Uh... 13 episodes. Pretty cute. Pretty darn cute. As you heard in the intro to the intro, getting Funimation was certainly worth it. I'm glad that we got to watch this. It was very fun. Had some laughs, had some goosebumps, had some walks down memory lane. uh, Right. Of the butterflies that have since left and now are just replaced by commonplace feelings. Look at us. Just a crotchety (laughs) old married couple, huh? The love is dead. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, but it is sad when you watch shows like this with young blossoming romance and you remember like, oh, when you like graze their finger or, or hold hands for the first time, that feeling that you get. And then it just becomes normal. Not that it's not a special, but it you just don't get that first hit feeling like when you're in a new relationship. And I got to feel those feelings through through our girl and boy here. Maybe this is where we differ. Every morning (laughs) I roll over and I see your face and I am just infatuated. With my mouth garden? Yeah, with the the retainer. Good morning. (laughs) It's so cute. You know, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, there's something to that young love. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had these. I had the old goosers. When you were inspecting my hands and telling me that my skin was like crocodile. <laughs> There's things. That's not a joke. I did tell him that. It, that's real life. But yeah, I think this show is a great one for 
just kind of prompting old memories of maybe who you're currently with or to st- or give you ideas and what to strive for. But granted, this is an anime and it's unrealistic. So please relax and don't try and recreate any of this stuff. But it is pretty realistic. But you know what I mean. Listen, I think there are not to cut you off. And I don't want to forget about it because I want to talk about it later. But there's great life lesson aspects you can pull from this show. Absolutely. The whole show is a great aspect of that. Our main character is going through some stuff that I would say most people do. Mm-hmm. And it's just another learning moment, ain't it? Mm-hmm. A little bit more on the setup of this show based on a very highly regarded manga, which what is it rated? Number 12 on Mal. On Mal. Granted, Mal, take it with a grain of salt, you know, but it's been up there. No one had really heard of it. Suddenly it gets a show. People are then loving it. We're part of that crew. And it's nice. A lot of relationship shows try and throw in a little wrench here, a little wrench there, and cause a little bit of drama to kind of shake things up a bit. But with Horimiya, we have a show that the relationship's just going right. And you have a character that most of the stuff that's gone wrong with him is only seen in a flashback. And speaking of flashback, let's flash back to the premise. You literally just have a slice of life here that regards two high school students. We've got a very popular girl, Hori, and you have kind of a shut-in slash eh, bullied here and there, you know, type of guy, Miyamura. Now, fate kind of brings them together. And after that, it's just a show about their relationship, along with the relationships surrounding them in school. Friendship blossoms, so does love. That's your synopsis. Other than that, now we're getting into some spoily spoily. So if you haven't watched it, then this is on you. And if you haven't been watching it, I don't know what the heck you have been watching, because this Attack on Titan, Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone and Promised Neverland, and now My Hero Academia are, these are the shows that everyone's been talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we fighting now? Because I could swear I just, I didn't hear Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, sorry. Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm, There you go. (laughs) Which, speaking of Jujutsu Kaisen. Leads me into a perfect segue. Wow. Of the men of the year for 2021. No kidding. I think it's going to be a tie for Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen and Miyamura. Two solid choices for the boy roster. It's definitely 2021 is treating you right so far. And it's only going to keep growing. Do tell. My Next Life as a Villainous season two is coming out this year. Isn't that right? And all the boys from that show are just so cute. Kisu. Kisu. I, I need to brush up on that before that fully comes out again. Cause yeah, you do. I did it dirty and I, I understand that. I understand that. Now, quickly, well, go, let's go into Miyamura for a second. And by that, what I'm trying to do is desperately segue into his voice actor. Okay, that's kind of what I'm doing here. We've got Koki Uchiyama, who I was like, okay, yeah. He looks like a nice lad. Oh, I didn't realize he was the king next to the guy who does Kirito. Oh, yeah? This dude, he might be... Listen, let me just run down a couple for you. We got Shigaraki from My Hero Academia. Okay. Who I have, of course, always in my notes as hand face. (laughs) I think it's a pretty prompt way of discussing him. He's also Akira from Devilman Crybaby. Okay. Both normal form and devil man form and we love that show it is a sucker punch it is one of the most degenerate shows we have watched besides the couple episodes we watched of redo of healer yeah well (laughs) and it's not like it's not like it's a 
well, no, it's just, it just gets you. You don't know what you're expecting. And then it just, the, the club scene happens and then you're like, what, wait, what, what is that? Yeah. Anywho, you want to know a heavy hitter that he also voices? Hit, hit it. Oh, I don't know. Have you heard of Meruem? <gasps> yeah. Wait. Yes. No. Meruem from Hunter Hunter. I just got goosebumps. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, and you thought we were done? <laughs> He's Inumaki from Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> Danielle, I know. What? Trust me. He's also. Oh my gosh. Uh, Rui from Demon Slayer, who was the enemy, who was part of the best fight scene from season one. With the whole Nezuko up on, he's Spider Boy. Okay, the main guy. Mm-hmm. Or the big bad. And I'm sorry, I keep saying he's also, he's also, t- I know, I'm annoying, trust me. Banajer Lynx. Why does that, why am I blanking? Gundam Unicorn. Ah. He's also Park from God of High School, the disappointment. That's his biggest disappointment because that show sucks. Well, the second half sucks, which was like <laughs> the Fox guy, like the yeah. one who was a really good the other one yeah. that knew his grandfather you know mm-hmm. what a list and there was more but it's just like those w- those are some he he had a great year yes uh, he last did. couple years yes he did and he's cemented in history as Meruem. wow one of the greatest villains in my humble opinion oh yeah his um quote-unquote birthday was recently Meruem. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't that isn't that cute yeah Man, what a Hunter Hunter, what a good show. Right. Let's let's table Hori Meal. Let's just talk about Hunter Hunter. <laughs> I know. That episode <laughs> needs to happen at some point. I'm dying. And Yu Yuhaka show. And Inuyasha. Actually, what we're current Yeah, Inuyasha, please. <laughs> what is going on with that? They're still asking me on the streets. <laughs> When's she doing it? Guys, please. If you need to ask that again, do it in our Discord channel. That's right. The I Married a Weeb Discord channel that can be found on imarriedaweeb.com. Click the link, follow it, and click the old smiley face under the rules to join us and chat in there. We're good people. I'm going to self-proclaim it. I don't care. And on top of that, go follow our Instagram. I Married a Weeb Pod on Instagram. Good posts. Good people. Anyways, aside from that, we have Hori, other, our other main character in this voiced by the talented Haruka Tamatsu. See, and I'm already going to, I'm just going to start with the heater and we're talking top tier. We're talking borderline Meruem tier here. She's the voice of Zero Two. Yeah. What? She is the best girl. How did we not recognize this? The funny thing is, is we know her because she's also Asuna from SAO. (gasps) And the thing that the, the great thing about getting old is you forget things so you can relive the excitement over and over. Every time that this woman does a new voice acting role and we don't recognize her name, it's going to hit hard again. That my brain has exploded. Right? Are those the only two that we know or you got more? Well, no. And we would have known and potentially discussed her in the show that I butcher the name. Is it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? Wow. Cue the clapping sounds. I know. Wow. It's only taken 40 episodes. (laughs) She's uh, Aina, who is the elf guild receptionist. Okay. Very nice. And that's it. Mm -hmm. I could have gone into the other characters and actually just quick mentions because I didn't delve too deep. But the character for Pigtails, Remy Mm -hmm. Ayasaki, she is the same voice actress who does. She's Pe- uh, sorry. Yeah. Pekarin. 
From Princess Connect. From Princess Connect. So we had just talked about her. Love her to death. And the father, who is a clutch character, Kyusuke Hori, who is voiced by Daisuke Ono. Now, this guy wouldn't recognize him too much, except for then you kind of start scrolling. You get a little scrolly, scrolly on the old Mal, and then you realize he's Irwin from Attack on Titan. Oh. Yeah, so pretty big character there. Other than that, didn't get too into it. Didn't want to bore you guys with that, even though we are boring you with that. That aside, I've been on an absolute tirade, and I'm sure you're sick of hearing my voice. So let's get Danielle back into the scene here. What do you want to, what do you want to discuss with Horimiya? Do you have any favorite quotes? Oh, sure. Sure, sure. I think episode one opens it up pretty hard. Oh, I have a quote from episode one, but I doubt it's probably yours too. Okay, well then why don't you start us off? Okay, so it's, I don't have like the full quote, but I liked when Hori was telling Miyamura that this time that they have together mm-hmm. by themselves, she calls it their secret self time. Secret self time. And I like that because when you're, you know, we talk about in this show or the show's premises, you have a certain persona when you're maybe at school with your friends and mm-hmm. you have a different persona at home, which we see with Hori. She's popular, friends with everyone, cute. When she's home, she's got her hair up. She's cash. She's cleaning. Mm-hmm. Very relaxed, which Mia Mura likes that about her, low key. And when they're together, they're able to bear that. They're deep down like who they are and what they believe in with each other. And I just thought that was really sweet because that's what everyone kind of does. Yeah. Especially if you're making a new friend, maybe, and then maybe getting into a little bit of that early dating, you start to peel back those onion layers. You, st- you, you certainly do. There's just a lot of those layers, but the big one is that's why the huge step is living with someone. Mm-hmm. Then you see the real, real them. <laughs> you smell their real, real morning breath. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yes, that was a good, good choice on a little quote there. What was one of yours? I'd have to say, and I can quote this one directly because it stuck with me so good. Uh, and I quote, egg time. Yeah, I can't remember that. And you kept talking about it. Egg time, baby. What is it? Oh, I, I think you'll remember it quite vividly when I say that it's when she isn't going to be able to make it to the supermarket in time to buy eggs. So she texts him, making him do it. And they close very soon. So he's got to run out of school. He starts taking his tie off. He lets his hair down. He jumps over the fence. Come on. I got you. You know that, that you part like that was scene. cool. That's right. Lance looks looks this her friend right in the face. Egg time, and then he just is gone. <laughs> I love that. That's a funny part. It's just a charming show, and you're gonna hear me say that probably a thousand times. I freaking love it. What was the friend's name? Oh, her friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuki. Oh yeah, Yoshikawa. Mm-hmm. She. Man, she kind of annoyed me in the show, but kind of didn't. We'll get into that later. But yeah, that'd have to be one of my favorite quotes. I also loved when Hori's dad, or Mr. Hori in this case, we'll just call him. He, at the end when they're graduating, I think this is literally the last episode. And he says something along the lines of like, 
that's my boy or there's my oh. boy. Like he's just claimed Miyamura. And it's so, it's just cute. Yeah, that is cute. <sighs> Wouldn't that be something? I got some more fire quotes. Let's get, let's get it. I'm just going to rattle them off. Sure. I loved episode three, Toru to Miyamura. <laughs> He mm-hmm. says, to the roof, to affirm our friendship. <laughs> and, and that's just boys right there. <laughs> Such a, Toru is one of those characters that when he first shows up, I expected trouble. Mm-hmm. I really thought he was going to be a little bit more of a problem. But he's not. He's a nice guy. Everyone in this show is nice. He so, moves over for the cooler main character. That's true. <laughs> Goodness gracious, isn't that true? I think he's still very genuine. He does have a little bit of a love triangle thing going on a little bit later with Sakura and uh, Yoshikawa. At that point in the show, I was kind of like, all right, let's get back to the main two. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I can go one more quote, and that would be Baka 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 <laughs> by Hori. Again, episode one, when you realize that once she gets going on calling him an idiot, she can't stop. Yep. And it's cute. And it's, yeah, it's cute. Well, let's go. I mean, I've, I've heard that there's quite the list over there. What else do you know? Oh, um, another line from Toru mm-hmm. about um, the little girl or the un- underclassman who likes Hori that doesn't leave her alone. And he says, what a twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty true. And actually, after you said it, to the roof to affirm our friendship is in fact in my notes. Too. Oh, yeah. I did very much like that. Well, then you definitely have this one. Okay. So it's after Hori stands up for Miyamura when he runs into those old bullies and she stands up for him and says, you know, are you finished? And then drags him off. And the bullies say, what is she, his summon or something? <laughs> yes, I did like that. There's so many just, I, I'd love to actually watch this again just to. Hopefully have Funimation work properly. Looking at you, Funimation. It's not going to stop. Fix your stuff. Getting old. I also very much like, I like that. Just a little, just a little annoyance with that. But let's get back to loved episode four, the pop incident. This is still when our boy Toru is a little torn up. He has been rejected by Hori. That's okay. And. There was two in that episode. I remember he's like, someone mentioned something with Hori and he goes, my heart, it still hurts or something like that. But that was pretty funny. But the biggest one was Hori and Miyamura, the AC is out and it's just a super hot day and they have to go get pops. Well, they're gone for a little bit. And everyone's like, where the heck are they? You know, kids, they start going, maybe they're doing something. And they come back and Miyamura literally says, Hori screwed me. The deed is done. (laughs) The miscommunication there was stellar. Very much liked that. And big fan. I got one more. Go for it. I can hit you with. Absolutely. His uh, Miyamura's orange haired friend. I can't be bothered to remember his name. But (laughs) when. Who? uh, uh, Miyamura's orange haired friend. Uh, What is his name? Is it like Shindo or something? (gasps) Yes. Wow. Good poll. Thanks. He, after he sees Mur- Miyamura talking bad, because Hori likes to be talked to abusively, I would say, oh, or demeaningly yeah. maybe is probably yeah. a better word. He says, what the actual hell? <laughs> when he's 
And Mimur is basically like, don't ask questions. Like, and that she's making him. Yeah. Shindo's a dumb friend, but I do remember in my notes, I think I put something like Shindo's just a G, though. He's pretty cool. When you have a character like Miyamura, who is this recluse, and anytime you see that he does have an old friend during these times that he was having a rough time at school, you can tell they had to have been a good person because they went out of their way. He never went out of his way. So Shindo is someone who just powered through, was popular enough, was actually friends with some of the bullies, and just wouldn't budge he didn't let the peer pressure happen and that was solid mm-hmm. cementing him as as 2021's g of the year asterisk thus far <laughs> so one that i have to say and this is we're gonna get a little bit of a mushy mushy here very much liked when miramura said to hori when she was having you know some maybe some doubts something just kind of they had some moments of weakness. It was never something that you're like, oh, no, they're not going to be together. But she basically prompts him and he says, I didn't fall in love with a normal girl. I fell in love with you. So cute. That's in my notes. Yeah. What? What a swooner, <sighs> huh? What a good moment. And then they were listening to each other's heartbeats mm-hmm. uh, after that line was said. And then they lay in bed with each other. And then from what we can assume, Sucks. Yes, because this is the episode he went away. And then, yes. th- yeah, after he came back, this is it. And then on top of that, same episode that she bit the, she bit his neck <laughs> so that he wouldn't credits. cut his hair again. Yeah. Which, yeah, how did you feel about Miyamura cutting his hair? I did not like it. I like it long. The dude's a straight stud in the first half. Well, not in the first half. Yeah, first half. I mean, he's a stud throughout, but I definitely think it's cute how he has it half pulled back after school. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you like his piercings too? Oh, hell yeah. His and his tattoos. Are, listen, and I respect him. He's a cool dude. His tattoo game's a little weak. I just liked... The I fact think he the, has him is nice, but just a little weak. The tribal aesthetic, sure, kind of basic, but... Mm-hmm. I liked how it was kind of partitioned to one side, you know, kind of going up his arm a little bit and then down his one side. It wasn't like I have tattoos and there's one on the right arm and one on the left side, let's say like it, it had an area. Absolutely. Sometimes you can pull off like, I know we talk about PewDiePie sometimes his and Marcia's tattoos, they're ran in random places, but they work. Yeah, it's normally pretty gross, but PewDiePie's look okay, yeah. Yeah, but some some people it works. Some people you kind of, you got to do a full sleeve or only have one tattoo on your arm. Yeah. Man, I'd love to have a sleeve, but I love not spending money on that. <laughs> Such conflicting feelings. Now, that was a good little sprint down a bunch of the lines. There's so much more one-liners throughout this show, but there's only so much you can take notes on something. Because you want to watch it. I think my last one that I will end on, and I believe this was when it may have also been the same episode, actually, that the to the roof to affirm our friendship kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Toru within three episodes is just a G. Their bromance is something that you can be jealous of as a man. I think it's good to have friends that can be, uh, be like that hysterical i even saw you know just parts of me and some of my friends are just like how we act in these two it was very funny and i 
<laughs> not in this one. That's a terrible segue to the next line, but I think they're on the roof and they're just sitting up there. And Taru says to Miyamura, he goes, man, when you put your hair up, you're prettier than most girls. Yeah, that's just, that's a funny part. Yeah. Or did he? Maybe he didn't say that to him, but it was said. No, he did, because I have that in my notes. I just didn't highlight it because it wasn't one of my top quotes. But yes, Toru did say that to Miyamura. So funny. When the bromance is real. Well, it's so real because there's a point where Toru was something was going on with the hands. And Miyamura turns to him and goes, it's OK. My hands open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. And I love a little low key part since we're talking about bromances. Uh, near the end, when the hot guy, uh, yes, thank you. I was going to butcher his name. And when he comes into the picture because he wanted to ask out Yuki, well, he did, and then he got rejected. But when he's hanging out with the boys, and then Miyamura's getting a little anxious. Oh, yeah, he's because, a little jealous there. Yeah, jealous because he thinks he's going to steal away all of his friends. And he basically tells him, don't worry, I'm not going to steal them away from you. That was cute. Yeah. There's also a lot of dynamics that Hori is clearly not perfect. There's a little bit, of, and this is high school. Of course, there's a little bit of jealousy around. But then there is also some stuff that are just off the walls. One moment that I had to take down. Out of this world. Corey gives Miyamura pigtails in class. Yeah. And then a bunch of girls are loving it. And then she hits him. Yes. Now, I, I'm no stranger to not understanding the complexities that is women. But every day that I think I understand, examples come up and I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know? That one was, yes. But that's okay because she confronted the bullies that episode anyway. So it's fine. It's fine. Something that I did hear because the manga is finished, mm -hmm. finished mid-March. So it's completed, which is great. I'll probably be giving that a read soon. But something I did read with the reviews after it completed was people were saying that, unfortunately, and I'm looking forward to reading it to see what they're talking about, but Hori is a little bit, not like to a bad extent, mm -hmm. but people were saying, and I'm going to paraphrase that, She's physically abusive to Miyamura. Oh, boy. And I don't know if that means because she she obviously likes that being dominated, basically. Uh, yeah, the slap hurt around the world <laughs> that one episode. That was, oh my well, very funny was quite the moment. Yeah. Um, the bullies did not know what was happening. <laughs> so <laughs> we know, obviously, that she wants to be hit, but everyone else is just seeing that and not understanding so supposedly she has a little side to her maybe and yeah maybe she's got some issues in the manga that we just couldn't delve into i feel like that's the one gripe about the show is after episode five six we kind of walk away from the main story of hori and miyamura which i don't know if it was that early on no you don't think so no, I think it was a little bit later, but no, I certainly do think that right when you're like, yes, things are going great. We get that epic handhold in episode three. And I think that's when maybe you were like peaked and then it just kind of slowed down for a little bit, but it was still about them. But the handhold episode three, that was it. That was some lewd stuff. 
Uh, can we talk about the kiss in episode six? We may. Go ahead. Bruh. Stealing the candy right out of her mouth? And you know what we have we have written down here is that's marked as smooth AF. <laughs> I have not seen nothing like it. Granted, they're cartoons. That's fine, but hoo-wee. And that's not an easy task if she's not ready for it. Absolutely. I mean, on a first kiss, slipping a little tongue? What a G. Yeah, yeah. From going from isolated wallflower to... Having her first kiss being taking a candy out of a girl's mouth? The guys. He just went from zero to 60 real quick. He's, he's an alpha, but at the same time, he's not. Very interesting show. And actually, let's go into some of the main themes of the show. We already kind of touched on one where at the end of the day, love, you need to love the true version of someone in this case you've got Mia Murray as he starts opening up you've got Hori as she has just got her home life and that whole dynamic so sweet kind of against how they act that's high school for you though you, you want to be the cool kid and I'm so glad that as you grow up you kind of get off of that because life is so much easier when you just stop giving a hoot it's nice it's real nice that's one little thing little takeaway from the show I think the other is you've just got Miyamura in a constant battle with himself and the old version of him. And at times even talking with the old version of him. And that was kind of symbolic at the end and very metaphorical. You can tell that throughout the show, he hates looking back. And that's why these conversations with the old him is a little bit tougher and it brings things up and it's rehashing old problems. Well, at the end of this, and it's a very... Nice wrap up because you have throughout the last episode 13, he's truly happy. There is a sense of he does at one point and he kind of gets a little emotional, but he does like this time warp. And what would it have been like if I didn't end up meeting Hori because of that one happenstance with her brother? And then it goes to the scene of all the friends that you now know and love and that congregate together or all passing each other not saying things and you're like wow isn't life crazy that yeah where you are right now is a simultaneous explosion of just the result of everything you've ever done mm-hmm. like going to school and meeting you could have only happened if i just didn't jump from the community college to an online college and then suddenly think to myself man i'd really like human interaction and then pivot. And then the only school, because I'm not going to go downtown, happened to be that one. So I go there. And now look at that. I know you. I have some very good friends from school. And it's, yeah, organized chaos that is life. So it's a very cool little theme that everyone knows that. But that scene kind of hit. There was parts when Miyamura would do his flashbacks and talking to his formal self. form. <laughs> Former self, not formal. He gave me the impression, and I wonder if it goes deeper in the manga, but possibly that he was a little suicidal. Oh, no, he certainly was. Episode eight, you've got him talking to the old self and younger. It's it's very sad because the younger him is definitely given those vibes and even says some stuff that are kind of along the lines of like, oh, maybe it might be easier if I'm not here. I don't know, something like that. I didn't really remember it. Too busy being sad. 
But all in all, that all kind of all leads up to the final episode because you see the old self again. And at one point, Miyamura, because the old him keeps showing up throughout this one, you've got that flashback, as I had mentioned, well, on the roof, he actually looks over at the old him and the, the hallucination kind of even says to him, you finally looked at me. Now, that's kind of a very touched by an angel moment, you know, oh, wow, because, yeah, he's finally willing to look at his past head on and it's not really hindering him anymore. He sees that, yes, well, things were tough for him. He has now gotten to a point and he's now friends with people that he didn't even think he could be friends with. And that happened with the bully throughout the show. And that is certainly something that I don't know if modern shows and expectations are kind of doing it. A lot of people are like, I need to be liked. I need to be like this and that. It's never going to get better, blah, blah, blah. I genuinely like this show because there are a lot of positions where you will be down in dumps. You'll hit your lows. You'll hit shit. But man, once you finally get on that high and you get past it and you can see it, I thought they captured that pretty darn well here. And it was very charming because high school is tough for some people. And this is a good kind of motivator and a good Granted, it's not a real story. It's not some type of a documentary, but it it's true. Everything that it's going through. I think it gleams a lot of truths and try to show the audience how to correct it. Do that market correction. If I could market coin correction. that, you know, that it's scary to be yourself. And I think, especially in high school, you're at the age where you're kind of becoming an adult. Not an adult per se, but you're moving from childhood into late adolescence and then adulthood. And you're trying to figure out who you are and your identity. And you have all these different cliques in school. And you realize maybe you don't fit in anywhere. Yeah. You kind of have to figure out who you are. And I think too many times people just adopt personalities because they want to fit in somewhere, whether it be. I don't know, sports or a bookie. I don't know, band. It doesn't matter. But band. Yeah, I, I did everything. I was a loser <laughs> and a freshman. I actually didn't. I feel like in high school, I was actually pretty true to myself. And I would say Good. you probably were too, right? Yeah, I've never really been one. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was just kind of my parents' sense of humor, always kind of enabling me to do whatever I wanted. My dad, of course, at one point wanted me to, he was truly wanting me to play baseball. And in a very poetic fashion, the year that I get on a team, go undefeated, hit a home run, get invited to go to the All-Stars games and play. <laughs> and I, I look at my dad and go, I don't want to do All-Star and I also don't want to play baseball anymore. <laughs> I can only imagine. After the season was over. Mm -hmm. After the undefeated streak, I was just kind of over it. I don't, I don't know, really know what I wanted to do. But the thing is, is there's so much that is, I don't know. Yeah, I never had to kind of hide anything. But yeah, I, I think there's, there's too much pressure. And especially now, this is going to make me sound like an old man. It's weird what's going on with the younger generation. And I don't mean that in a, I don't understand it way, but no, it's like with social media and I already have seen it and even dabbled in it in my day. These profiles have gotten to the point where you're basically everyone is marketing themselves. 
you're putting out such a like you are forming the entire persona and perceived view of what you want people to look at it's just it's weird man and unfortunately nowadays kids have so many different platforms to put themselves out on we grew up fortunately with myspace and we then grew it, up fortunately with myspace <laughs> no that was the beginning of the problem i think this is turning into such a spiel of don't use social media no we're not that old i mean still do your thing but it's just yeah it's it is kind of odd, just like, especially with MySpace, that was life. Who was in your top friends? Also, you need to take this HTML and then paste in your profile. Now you've got this background and then also have this song on there. And it's like, wow, the amount of time wasted. Imagine if I just learned a skill instead of that. Insane. Could be shredding the guitar right now, but here I am regretting the guitar. <laughs> Do you know what the biggest form of deception was when we were younger. Um, help me along here. What? AOL chat rooms where you could be anyone you wanted to be. And now it's the entirety of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really did the chat rooms. I just did, you know, aim with friends. And I remember the big thing there was kind of pre-MySpace was making your aim profile different too. change the background color, change this. What are you into? And then, yeah. I didn't know there were AIM profiles. It was a whole Maybe I do and I don't remember. Making your text bold. How huh. old does this make us sound? Craziness. <laughs> we still use computers, though. So we're not, we're not that, that old. But that said, yeah, sorry, what a, what a rabbit hole. It was very, very great to see a character who's able to put the past behind him. It's not easy as humans. So I don't know what it's like for anime characters, but I think he did well. I think he did quite well. It was nice to have a slice of life rom-com have, as we've been talking about, real life issues and not just either if there's a slight harem aspect to it or a love triangle, I guess. It was nice to get more meat and potatoes with the show. Absolutely. And you have the uh, that green haired girl, Sakura. There's another little kind of thing that most people go through. You're going to like people as you grow up. And in this case, she likes Toru, but unfortunately, Yoshikawa ends up kind of doing the old shake and bake and cuts in before anything can happen. And yeah, I remember that vividly. You'd like someone in school. They didn't like you back. It's brutal. Sakura, handle it like a champ. And on graduation day, even puts it behind is still willing to shake his hand and just go, hey, I'm glad we're friends. And she left it open. She said, hey, I like you, but I don't need an answer from you. She just wanted to lay it out there. You want to talk about a powerhouse? That's who it is. Yep. She overcame. It was so mean. The other students being like, oh, the cute one and the ugly one. Because the cute yeah. one being uh, Ayasaki. Brutal. Kids are brutal, though. Let's be honest. Yeah. Which... When we were watching the anime, I said, she's not ugly. Everyone's drawn so cute. So uh, draw her ugly if she's meant to be ugly, because <laughs> I'm not understanding right, what is going on here. <laughs> she was way cuter than Remy, I thought. So crazy. Remy was cute in her own way, but she looked looked a little bit too young, I would say. Yeah, she did not look like she would be graduating high school. They really just really put her into the... The dumb dumb category too. Yeah, it's her job to open the window. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> ain't that something? And then, quick correction to my earlier quote: 
I, I did remember Corey's dad at graduation says, where's my wonderful boy <laughs> when looking for Miyamura? Solid. Now, what did you think of episode 12's? I it's it would it's kind of it's not a formal one, but I will still call it the kind of proposal. Um, I liked it. I liked it, but I just I got caught off guard. Kind of happened out of nowhere. And you're telling me you're going to do which, of course, it's a custom. I'm sure I liked how they had their little uh I can't remember what they said back and forth, but when he said, let's get married and they bowed to each other and she maybe says, or one of them, I look forward to our life together, but you're telling me you're not going to kiss. Are you kidding me? Seriously. We only got one kiss in the whole show. But right? you know what? Maybe, maybe that's where, cause we're on a roll with lessons. Life isn't like the romance movies, you know? It is when it's long, young love, honey. Honestly, if it was me. You know me. I wasn't. I wasn't holding the wheel. You. You drove this car, and I'm very glad you did. <laughs> I'm so awkward. I. I don't know. If you left certain things up to me, I would have surely disappointed. I was hoping that he starts to run away because he's got to go back to the bakery yeah. after their whole little stint of let's get married, whatever. And then Hori turns, realizes it's cold, and I thought they were gonna pull a. He comes back and grabs her and kisses her. And unfortunately, that did not happen. Hey, Danielle, take that. Remember when we were talking about disappointments in life? Mm -hmm. This was one of them. There, there <laughs> and no is. amount of anime can still prepare me for these disappointments. Absolutely. Another <laughs> fun little thing from that episode, mind you, because this was that Christmas episode. I like that when they're panning across the food, mind you, he's not supposed to stay there. Yet the family is just so infatuated with him. The, the, her little brother and her dad, they don't care about her anymore. It is about <laughs> our boy Miyamura. And when they're panning across all the food, you notice that there's some fried chicken there. And that is one of the weirdest things. And it's so odd, but it's such a Japan thing is just the fact that KFC is so ingrained with Christmas over there now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. They have a special bucket for it. Like they have meal bonuses and you have to like, I think. I could be talking out of turn. Don't don't take this as gospel here, but people have to like reserve it <laughs> and it turns into this big thing. And actually, let me quickly. OK, so KFC Japan pulled in six point nine billion yen from December 20th to 25th in 2018. That's roughly sixty three million dollars. Oh, wow. With lines out the door starting on December 23rd. Holy. And these aren't, I mean, KFC is not cheap over there. It's actually some of the pricier chicken from, from what I've gathered. So, like a Boston market kind of, if you're maybe. living in America. So, and so in that regard, nice attention to detail, putting a little bit of that fried chicken on the table for that. Now, but, was it branded as KFC? No, I didn't notice. I don't think so. Oh. It's just, come on now, fried chicken. Well, cause sometimes for That's McDonald's, they do like a different spelling of McDonald's, but everyone's supposed to assume it's McDonald's. So I wasn't sure if maybe they did like, instead of KFC, it was KCF or something like that. It would have been magical. Or <laughs> even just to have a bucket with the same thing. Overall, just such a, it's such a good ride. It's not long. And I'm sorry, it's a broken record. It's not a long show. And I think that's something that's great because it can be a pocket pick. If you're in a certain mood, Ori Mia 
can be yours. And just in two afternoons of ripping through it, boom. And I think there's certain situations that might make me come back to this. Can we talk about the elephant in the room with the show and the most annoying part? Well, yeah, <sighs> I, I, I'm baffled. Well, it's the elephant. Yuki being a cock block for Toru. He comes out, which I'm surprised they left it so late. Episode 12, he's Toru telling the boys that he doesn't want to date her. And they're... <laughs> That was a fun part. And they're Uh both like, what? Uh Uh (laughs) And that's the one, that is my one gripe about the show that they just let it go. And then you have casualties in the show. This is high school. The relationship body count for U.S. high schools, let alone Japan high schools. (laughs) Come on. We're not forming. There are some rare high school sweethearts and bless their souls. But hear me out. Anyone who's in high school who you are potentially with right now, I hope you guys get married, but please do not put too much into this is it. No, that's only what you think love is. That's true. I had that bait and switch. And then I met Danielle here and then I realized, wait a second, that wasn't love at all. Hmm. This is love. And we got very lucky. Because I got to tell you, when I turned to you in the car and I said it was freaking me out how easy things were, this show just brought back so much flashbacks for me of us. And I know that that sounds so cheesy and stupid, (laughs) but it was kind of a very easy situation like the main characters in the show. We were vibing and we even we didn't you didn't get me to watch scary movies like Hori did with Miyamura here, but you did. Make me watch all of the pirate movies that one night. Yeah. And that is no easy task. Those are long. And listen to country. Oh, listening to country music, please. (laughs) But that's okay because I've turned you into a weeb. True. Trade-off. Marriage is about trade-offs. It is. Compromise. Trade-offs. Communication. Oh, communication's key. Communication is it. (laughs) Honestly, it's massive. So please find someone that you can talk to easily and that you can get your ideas across to because... That's where a hundred percent of our fights stem from is a lack of communication. <laughs> I know. Cause you, you come home and you're like, I don't like, and then I don't hear something. And then you go, you, you show. And then like, <laughs> I'm seeing red. And I'm like, what did you just say? And then you start, you, you feel my energy and then we're fighting. And then we realize you don't not like you, you show. You don't like potatoes and you love you, you show is what you said. Yeah. You just weren't listening. Yeah, that wasn't a real fight, everyone. I know (laughs) it was very detailed and riveting, but that wasn't it. What else you got from this show? What else? I was on a different page, so uh, give me one second. Uh, One of my favorite, not favorite, but a highlight that I loved is Remy and Sengoku's backstory. It was very cute. You get to see Sengoku's semi-glow up, I guess, from being a shy boy to dating one of the most eligible girls in the school. Wild. I just love their interaction. Exchanging books with each other was really sweet because you didn't think, you wouldn't think looking at Remy and how she talks. That That she'd be a bookworm. Yeah, that she's a bookworm. And then he's bringing her like bags of books, 10 books, whatever. And he listens to her recommends books based on what she likes, which is so sweet. Yeah, he went the extra mile. He did, and then invited her over and 
showed her their little library and stuff. We find out he doesn't like bugs. I loved him noticing that her pigtails were higher. That's very cute. He is a rare man where he pays attention to details. Yeah, except for in the one situation, he certainly should have been thinking of details and get, he gets a forehead to his face. Thanks to our boy Miyamura. So true. That, that, was, that scene. And again, you see all these scenarios where you can't believe they're friends eventually because this dude put his full on forehead right into the president's face. He did deserve it, though. He did. And you know what? If he ever did that to Hori again, he's going to have the weebs here coming after him as well. <laughs> now, that is one last. I'm sorry. This is lesson after lesson. What is this? A lifetime movie. But I love the line in here. It's hard. And I kind of touched on it before. And I may have touched on it more than a little. I don't know. But the quote of it's hard, but I don't think there's a person in the world who you can't eventually be friends with. That one's huge. Because a lot of people, and don't get me wrong, if you've been freaking burned in the past by a certain person, you're not going to want to hang with them. But I've had it happen in my life, too, where it's like, I, well, honestly, it was just more of me being a jerk in college. But I'd look at certain people and I'm like, mm, don't really like the cut of their jibs. Not really going to be trying to be friends with them. And now I'm very good friends with them. Shout out to Sam, who's <laughs> not listening. But people grow up, people change. And at first, I would think like, oh, a high school reunion, that'd be so cringy. No, I would genuinely want to see a lot of the people just to see kind of what's going on. I, it wasn't a reunion reunion, but I did have a buddy from high school ended up being in the same discord as me and we were talking. I talked to him occasionally. I think we were good acquaintances, but never like good, good friends. And it was actually infectious. His excitement to hear it was me, which made me equally excited to to talk to him and that's kind of fun because yeah i don't know life is strange that's the whole point of this show i think i did have that quote written down as well it's beautiful now one topic in this show that was a little tough and another thing we did touch on i'm not trying to be the parrot just constantly talking the same thing and i'm not one to kink shame Okay, <laughs> but this hoary thing, uh, and her, she's a little freak. Okay, she's asking for a little slap here and there, asking for a little bit of, and I think it's because it's the exact opposite of him, and she just wants to see a little emotion at this point because she complains that he doesn't show emotion, even though he does show emotion. High school girls, am I right? The thing is, it causes some situations that could put Miyamura in potential handcuffs from what was happening in this show. I was scared. A little crazy. And especially, and we do not like to uh, swear if we don't have to, but there's a direct quote here. He at one point chooses the time to try and be a hard ass <laughs> and says, she says, can we go to the store? And this is in front of other people, mind you. And he decides at this time to now go into character and he says, sure, you dumb bitch. <laughs> it was hysterical, but wild. Yeah. I'm not a fan. No, no it was kind of crazy. I think if you, yeah, if you got a kink like that, it's got to be in the comfort of your ho own home or in a place where there are not other people witnessing. Yeah, out on the streets, please no. Yeah, that's just calling for someone to call the police and... <laughs> And just have issues. I did not 
Yeah, I did not like that part. Tension is very palpable when thing when when fetishes greet public airspace, such as during the holidays when the company I work for has a holiday party in Rosemont. Now, the unfortunate timing is around the exact same weekend every year is a very big collection or a very big gathering rather of furries from the Midwest. Now, I'm not going to judge anyone who wants to do uh, that. But I'll tell you what, walking around a public square and seeing dozens upon dozens of furries all interacting, it's a little Donnie Darko-esque. And this isn't a judgment. I'm just saying, I think there might be a time and a place. But uh, anywho, gotta say, as far as Horimiya goes, you are not gonna find a slice of life that's willing to just get right into the meat and potatoes. As I mentioned, for egg time to happen in episode one, please. But it's refreshing because you don't have to wait around. Sometimes that's worth it because then the payoff's huge at the end. But the payoff here is just that their love is pretty unwavering. What what are your thoughts? I love that they don't make us wait for lewd handholding. True. Which happens in episode three. They know what they want and they're going to get it. And the next episode, they hit us again when Hori is sick and Miyamura pulls out the, I'm in love with you. And that, there are way too many shows that have love interests that don't give you anything. I think the last show we watched, which actually did this well as well, a little different of a show, but Tonakawa has a lot of that, that in it where when we watch it with our friend Michael, we usually like watching the slice of life romances with him. And we always get a little excited when they actually deliver because too many times they don't. Anime is certainly a multiple title winner of the blue ball award for sure. So this is, (laughs) this is very, very refreshing. I'm sure there's a lot more shows like it, but this one was fresh. The entire cast is enjoyable in one way or another. You get to have some moments of weakness and you go through, as we kind of dabbled on, a lot of the high school stuff. Sakura and feeling ugly. There was a section in this show where I just felt awful for her. She had a moment of weakness, and I think it was episode five, where she said she feels ugly. And that was then instantly met with actually this awesome moment of her just being like, but you know what? I'm going to shoot my shot. And it, if this doesn't give you confidence, if you're watching this and you're still in the high school setting, I don't think anything, this is it. It's a confidence builder. It shows you that essentially anything and any problem socially in high school can be overcome. That is a, with a big asterisk next to it, because there are some people who are just, born rude, raised rude, and are just proper awful. But for the most part, high school's a phase. It just takes a little work to get through it, too. And it's just insane that a country is so into coddling people while they're still through high school. You know, they're underage, this or that, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny that right after senior year, it's suddenly, so what are you doing for the rest of your life? And how do you not know? By the way, we just asked you three times last week where your homework was and if you needed help. 
Such a weird dynamic. I don't know what we want from kids. Yeah. And especially if you're going to go away to college and you're being thrown into that adult life after, yeah, as you said, being coddled in high school. It's tough. It's wild. And all I know is the future's looking bright for our two main characters of Hori Mia. And I'm excited for a potential season two. I think it'll get it. It's too popular not to, right? Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, they I don't know where season one of the anime ends in correlation to the, I believe, 12 volumes. Oh, I'm sorry. 16 volumes of Hori Mia. So who knows? I, I could foresee there being a second season, but I don't know how far this story goes out. It's always such a question of, do you want it though? You know what I mean? Cause it was a pretty good bookend. I think if it ended now, I wouldn't be sad. I think if you asked me a year, year and a half ago, if a show ended like this, I've gotten a lot better with coming to terms with how a show ends and not wanting more. Mm-hmm. This one, I think I'd be okay. Yeah. Because you kind you get the sense of how this is going to go. The friend situation is set up, especially with them having their little graduation ceremony on the last episode. True. So true. And then you get Hori and Miyamura's confession at the end, too, where they want to be together and they and Hori saying, I can make you happy. You get those feelings and I don't I don't need to watch them get married. I don't need to watch them continue dating. They've already established with me that other than her kinks, we don't have any issues here. No, they are both building each other up. They're both improving on one another and they're truly striving to be the best for the other person. And at the end, I mean, the big thing with Miyamura is he's essentially sitting there going like, what can I do? For you, how can I repay you for this insane amount of happiness Mm -hmm. that you're giving me? And that at its core is kind of a very, very good place to be in when you're in a relationship. Because it was actually told to us, kind of cheesy, of course, but a lot of people are like, relationship, it's a 50-50 thing. You know, you got to each put in your effort. No, no, no. We were, we were told it may have, it might've actually been in like talking with our mm-hmm. pastor who was going to marry us. We did some premarital kind of like a little counseling session stuff. And oh, I was so hesitant at first. I was like, that sounds stupid. We're not having problems. Why would we? it was such a great time just talking to him and also just kind of discussing things. And that was a big one too, is he was like, anytime you can. Don't think of a relationship in a 50-50 sense. Think of it as each of you should just put in 100%. Don't lean on the other to fill the 100%. Like then you're going to have you're going to put some away and don't give it your all when both should be giving it their all. It's a constant ebb and flow, a working thing. And as long as you find the right person, it's just a fun little challenge to keep keep things spicy. Mhm. And just to challenge yourself to always be better, you can always improve. So freaking true, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Except for me. I'm like, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <sighs> Don't yell at me after this. <laughs> but with that, we come to the conclusion of yet another podcast episode. If you've made it this far, we thank you so much. And we are just massive fans of you. We say it every time. 
We hope that you're fans of us. If you've made it this far, maybe you are. But we hope that Horimiya spoke something to you and maybe even, I don't know, sparked a couple old memories. And that's the point of art. You know, get some emotions, tap into it. It's kind of a Yokotaro thing with Nier Automata. He's not in the business of, I'm not making a game just for the sake of making a game. I'm making a game to let people have emotions, even if you don't understand his story. As long as he's uh, influenced your emotions in one way or the other, he's won. And that's why I love that man. And eventually we will be doing an episode on Nier Automata, but that's just such a daunting task, I feel. It's a pretty packed game. It's heavy. It is heavy. And not something you can tread lightly. And that's why we keep sticking to the beautiful little romances. And now, with the first payment underway, now we have Funimation, I can finally watch that witch show with Elenia. You don't remember what it's called? I don't know anything ever. We do have a stacked for just launching and making our Funimation account. Our watch list is stacked. There is so much. And Tokyo Ghoul is on Funimation and not on Crunchyroll, right? Mm. So I look forward to being able to watch that. Is that one of those things that people say that they, the anime pales in comparison to the manga? Supposedly. So mm. that's why I don't want to start it until the anime, until I'm finished. So I can have all my notes because I'm taking brief notes while reading through the manga and I can kind of compare as we watch. Craziness. Which, wow. Yeah? Yeah, I had a lull for a little bit and then I popped back in and Kaneki is kicking some ass right now. And he's Ooh. getting he's getting a little scary, actually. If if you've read Tokyo Ghoul, you might know what I'm talking about, but Dearly, I, I love it. really look forward to finish reading that, watching the anime and doing a podcast on that. Cause I have oh I have wanted to watch Tokyo Ghoul for I think two years now. So long. And now I was I've, expecting much longer than two years. That ooh was like, I thought you were going to say five. I haven't been watching anime that long, at least in the capacity that I am now or more recently. No, I think you've been in it. Yeah. I feel like we've turned up the dial within the past three we years. Got to. We got to be, we got to keep talking anime. Got people at work saying, Hey, you should watch this show. I'm like, not, not now. Not oh now, my. chief. I'm in the zone. Find our podcast, I Married a Weeb, on my anime list. <laughs> Just take a gander at how many shows we have on our plan to watch list. Oh, boy. We could, well, maybe we could, no, we couldn't. One Piece is on there. I was going to say, no, I don't even couldn't. know if we took a year hiatus and just strictly watched anime. I don't think we could finish I truly want to go through it, but there's other shows I need to do. Like making, yeah, we're currently watching and dabbling back into Giver the bio boosted armor. Now, this is such a low key anime that I don't really tell many people about it because it's super nostalgic and I don't know if that's 100% what's driving it. Which honestly, the reboot that we're going through right now, the animation pales in comparison to the original. But there's a certain cheese with this show that I, you know what, I kind of like it. It's a unique premise. It's, well, is it though? Max? Nothing's unique. Spacey Max? Probably There's not. no new ideas. The moment you think you've made a new idea, just know that someone <laughs> else has made that idea. And then realize that art is dead. 
Oh. What a depressing end to it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Art is alive and well. It was a stupid joke. <laughs> Speaking of stupid things, this stupid long outro. <laughs> Holy cow. Sorry, we're holding you hostage. Everyone have a great rest of your day and or night. And Danielle's going to go ahead and send you out here with her classic good of buys. Bye, guys.